Join my song with the angels. Tell everyone the news that you came as a child.
Everyone, good morning. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for worshiping with us. Come on, sit up. We're going to sing. We're going to lift our voice together and sing. Come on.
you guys pray with me? Lord, we thank you for that song. Um, Lord, we, we wait in expectation, God, for what you're going to teach us this morning. Lord, as we open up your word, Lord, we know that your word says that the light has shone in the darkness and the darkness cannot understand it. Lord, you have given us the light in your son, Jesus. And Lord, that, that's what we need. Lord, the light came to a dark world. The light shines and it is Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this time. We can just come before you in your name. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. You guys can have a seat. Good to see you all. I want to share with you just, it, it's 2020. It's like day by day, right? And so, yeah, someone's like preach, right? Um, but I want to share with you this Christmas, um, you know, this Christmas time we do what, what's called a dessert theater and it's, you know, it's on stage and my family and I had the privilege of being a part of it last year and the year before with my kids. And, and this year, obviously things are a little bit different. And so, uh, you know, we reached out to uh, just a very uh, special family to to just kind of spearhead this 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 light thing that we had and it's like this light ex- it's kind of like changed it changed daily <laughs> you know it was like well it's gonna look like this well it's kind of look like this and it might look like this and we're gonna think like this and even like talking to people kind of people are looking at me like you know when your dog kind of tilts its head i'm like let's get it's gonna be lights all over the parking lot and some person in the back shaking their head and the other people are like kind of looking at me like I, I just can't see it and and so we just kept you know ken and i kept meeting with uh, you know, Beth DePietro and just kind of talking through it. And God did something amazing, didn't he, Beth? You know, and I, I don't know, I got first hour, I, I didn't cry and get emotional. But Friday and Saturday, we between the two nights, we had over 300 cars come up. And people drove around. And, and it was like people that we haven't seen since before the pandemic. You know, people that have been at home, people that have been laying low, people that have been afraid. And, and, and so it was like, what? And then just people we haven't seen in a while. And then like people rolled up. I think the thing that was so cool was when they got to the nativity, like there was, there seemed to be more like kids singing as the night went on. And then it kind of slowly, you know, tapered off. But people were just, were just losing it because I think it was just, it was so full of joy. The lights were beautiful, and the team did a phenomenal job. There was, like, light coming up the hill, which was really cool. And there's, like, cutouts and so many customized things. You know, people made, you know, a gingerbread house. And so can we celebrate what God did on Friday and Saturday and thank God for Beth DePietro and her family and the team? You know, I, I love I love these type of events because I just think they're, they're simple. They're not really simple, but they are in spirit and um God used it, and we're so thankful that he would allow us to be a part of something like that. So thank you for praying. Many of you donated. Thank you for bringing in supplies and donating and just for praying and, and for coming up and just supporting, you know, what God is doing here. So thank you. And Beth, thank you so much to you and your family. We're so grateful. Yep. Can we clap? Yeah. Love it. I also want to let you know that coming up uh, very quickly, Christmas Eve. Right. One, three, five and seven this year. It, you know, we, we want to just best serve you all and, and serve those coming, you know, to our church here um, on Christmas Eve. So we're asking that everyone reserve the time that they're going to be here. So you can do that all on the front page of our website. One, three, five and seven at the five at the three and the five is when there will be nursery care. So that's infant up till three years old. Um, so if you could just let us know uh, when you're coming and if you have kids uh, during the three and five is when there will be nursery care for that infant through three years old. So we'll see you guys on Christmas Eve, one, three, five and seven. And uh, also, too, I just want to let you know our birthday gift at Jesus, 
you know, we're, we're still we're still rolling with this. And, 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 and I love about is seeing is seeing what what God is doing. You know, people are praying. People are praying about how they can give and making Jesus the number one priority this Christmas season. So our goal is ninety thousand dollars. And let's look at the progress. Thirty three thousand one hundred and forty five. So let's celebrate uh, what God is doing. It's very exciting, truly exciting. And so I want to share with you uh, a video from one of our missionaries in the Philippines, James Lee Tika. So watch this video. Good morning, Crossroads Church. Good morning, Pastor Ken. Uh, good morning to our, all of our partners, my brother and sister Al and Bang and my goddaughter Leslie. Good morning to all of you from, the, from Manila. And uh, uh, the first picture you'll see is actually uh, my, um, our picture in the car. We, uh, we just got done taking a swab test as my son, my adopted son Ernie, um, is uh, getting ready to start his radiation for um, his uh, brain cancer. Do pray for us there. Uh, we thank you for your support. We thank you for your partnership. It's been to say that this pandemic has wreaked havoc on the world and us today would be the major understatement of the year. Uh, and then some for some of us. And so we thank you for your prayers. Uh, on the right, right behind my son, uh, is Emmanuel. He's one of the kids, one of the guys from Manila Boys Town Complex that have aged out. And uh, there's about 18 of them uh, are going through school. We thank you for your partnership. We're actually using the very same computers that you guys helped, uh, that uh, bought for us to continue the seminary online stu- uh, training uh, for Bible school. We have had major typhoons. But just two weeks ago, and we're still continuing relief work there. Our Bible school and seminary students, as always, in tradition, have kept at it regardless. Our tribal ministries uh, are intact. Harry's Garden uh, is doing great, both in the Mindanao branch and also here uh, in, in the Luzon area here. So everything is great, and we praise God for you guys and your faithfulness. Uh, pray for us as we... And uh, go through this new battle, but we know God's hand is in it, and He knows what exactly is going on. And we will keep going, and we will keep pursuing as as the Lord leads, and as we keep doing His ministry. So thank you, Crossroads, uh, for your faithfulness to us. Uh, we have a few pictures that you'll see there from online work, from uh, uh, rescue and relief uh, missions, online uh, stuff, uh, seminars that we keep doing. We are going through the front lines and and feeding people and all of that. We know that God has set this. And if this is the new normal, then the church should adjust to the new normal. Carefully and uh, uh, being not being careless about it, being very careful, but still being effective for the ministry of the work of God. So let's push through with this thing. And it is if God's new normal, then we got to adjust to this new normal. This is what we want to and need to do. God bless you all. And I pray that God will... You know, extend your cords, and uh, the investments we've made are now, you know, going leaps and bounds now from where we are, from where we were when we started. So God bless you guys, and thank you again. Thank you for your prayers. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, God never called the church to be perfect. He called us to be faithful. And that's what I'm hearing through so many of you and so many of these missionaries. They're just being faithful to the work that God has called them to. And so let's be faithful as we continue to give. And so pray about your part, the birthday gift of Jesus, making Jesus the number one on your list. 
And so please grab a prayer list on the Welcome Center table if you haven't grabbed one and continue to pray about your part. But also, too, um, we just thank you for giving online, for giving through the mail, and then just here in the lobby boxes and then auditorium for being faithful to what God has called us to. Would you guys pray with me? Lord, thank you for this morning, and we thank you for just videos, uh, just video updates um, from James and his family, from the Tika family. Lord, we do pray for his son, uh, Lord, for his procedure and just for the... um, just for all the doctors, the nurses involved, Lord, for his son. We just we do pray for healing, Lord. That's, that is our prayer. And, Lord, I just I'm, I am humbled and I am so inspired um, by my brother uh, in the Philippines, his faith. And, Lord, I pray that we would all feel inspired and, and feel encouraged and challenged um, in our faith to just continue to be faithful every day. And, Lord, to remind ourselves that at the end of each day, we will fall, we will break, we will mess up, we will miss the mark. But, Lord, you are faithful day in and day out. So we trust in you, and we um, just cling to you. Would you reveal yourself to us as we open up your word this morning, Lord, as we continue to discover what it is, uh, this, the, the wonderful life uh, that you have for us, Lord, and your, through your son, Jesus. And so, God, meet us, encourage us, challenge us, make us more like your son. We ask all things in his name. Amen.
else the world tries to tell you differently. But I believe that miracles can still happen. Just when it seems impossible, the unexpected happens when you least expect it. Once upon a time, on a dark and cold winter's night, I saw a bright star shining from the east, and I followed it. All of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared and said, Do not be afraid. I bring good news of great joy for all mankind. Today, a Savior has been born to you, and He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find this baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests.
Cody Sable, Pittsburgh Speed Painter. Can we thank God for Cody Sable and his ministry? From, uh, you know, from customizing cleats for the Pittsburgh Steelers to painting, you know, portraits of the Pittsburgh Penguins, he is literally bringing the gospel all over the city and beyond. So on tour with bands, so please check out Cody Sable and support him. But we're so thankful, Cody, you could be here with us. So thank you for blessing us, brother. Will we pray for Cody? Lord, thank you for uh, what, a, what a blessing to see just a picture of you through one of your servants, through Cody. So, Lord, we pray for Cody and his wife and their, um, their ministry. Lord, we thank you for how you've individually made him. Uh, Lord, to serve you, and Lord, you've made us to serve you, so God, we just think of um, the gift um, that you've given Cody, and we think about the true gift that you've given us through Jesus, and so Lord, we we just exalt you, and we worship you, and that was that was so awesome. Lord, thank you for that. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank Cody again, man. We appreciate you. Awesome, awesome, brother. Thank you. They're, they're going to get me. I'm going to do the sequel over here for the rest of the message. I told the first service, I actually think uh, that's how I preach. Upside down most of the time. Doesn't make sense till the end, all right? So, but uh, we're thankful for that, man. What a powerful, powerful uh, gift, huh? Wow. That is just beautiful. Let's thank God again. What a, what a great day. Great day. We've been in our series entitled, It's a Wonderful Life. We're looking at some clips from the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't watched that movie, go ahead and watch it. It's uh, well worth your time. And uh, just spend a little bit of, uh, you know, put off two hours and watch an old, old black and white movie. I think there's a colorized version of it out there, but uh, it's, it's a great movie about the story of George Bailey. And uh, as, you, as you watch this story, you see George Bailey, how his life unfolds. And he was in search of the wonderful life, but he ends up finding the wonderful life not the way he thought he was going to find it. And so today, as we roll into this, I want you to watch this next clip here. This is a, a few minutes from one of the scenes in A Wonderful Life. Um, this, this is whenever... George actually comes to the realization that he's got some problems and that, uh, that he doesn't know where to turn. So watch her. I need help. Through some sort of an accident, my company shortened their accounts. The bank examiner got there today. I've got to raise $8,000 immediately. Oh, that's what the reporters wanted to talk to you about. The reporters? Yes, they called me up from your building and loan. Oh, there's a man over there from the DA's office, too, who's looking for you. Please help me, Mr. Potter. Help me, won't you, please? Can't you see what it means to my family? I'll pay any sort of a bonus on the loan, any interest. If you still want the building and loan, I'm... George, could it possibly be there's a slight discrepancy in the books? No, sir, there's nothing wrong with the books. I've just misplaced $8,000. I can't find it anywhere. You misplaced $8,000? Yes, sir. Have you notified the police? No, sir. I, I didn't want the publicity. Harry's homecoming tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're going to believe that one. 
What have you been doing, George? Uh, playing the market with the company's money? No, sir. No, sir. I haven't. Oh, is it a woman, then? Uh, you know, it's all over town that you've been giving money to Violet Bick. What? <laughs> Not that it makes any difference to me, but... Why did you come to me? Why don't you go to Sam Wainwright and ask him for the money? I can't get a hold of him. He's in Europe. Well, what about all your other friends? Well, they don't have that kind of money, Mr. Potter. You know that. You're the only one in town that can help me. <laughs> I've suddenly become quite important. <laughs> well, what kind of security would I have, George? Have you got any stocks? No, sir. Bonds? Real estate? Collateral of any kind? I have some life insurance. $15,000 policy. Yes. Uh, how much is your equity in it? $500. $500. And you asked me to lend you 8000 Look at you. You used to be so cocky. You were going to go out and conquer the world. You once called me a warped, frustrated old man. What are you but a warped, frustrated young man? Miserable little clerk crawling in here on your hands and knees and begging for help. No securities, no stocks, no bonds, nothing but a miserable little $500 equity and a life insurance policy. <laughs> You're worth more dead than alive. Why don't you go to the riffraff you love so much and ask them to let you have 8000 You know why? Because they'd run you out of town on a rail. But I tell you what I'm going to do for you, George, since the uh, state examiner is still here. As a stockholder of the building and loan, I'm going to swear out a warrant for your arrest. Misappropriation of funds, manipulation, malfeasance. All right, George. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You can't hide in a little town like this. <laughs> hey, Bill, this is Potter. Watch George Bailey go through this uh, this movie. You see that, man, Mr. Potter had a, a big opportunity. Mr. Potter could have been a good guy there. He could have returned money. He could have uh, acted honorably. He could have acted selflessly, but no, he doesn't. Uh, he could have helped helped George. He could have thought about George's family, all the people that George employed. Could have thought about the people with the, uh, George's building alone. Uh, Potter could have been a hero here. Uh, however, we see a guy that's just uh, gripped by himself. He's, uh, he's got everything. Potter has everything, and, and yet he doesn't have life. And, and here, comes, uh, here comes George Bailey, who had the world ahead of him. Last week we showed you that he had the world in front of him, and that's what he was looking for, and, and his visions, his passions for life. And, and now he's at some hard times. 
And as he's hitting these hard times, he has some decisions he's got to make. And, and now he comes to this point where he's like, dear God, if, it, if you're really there, would you just show me the way? If there is a way, show me the way. And I think many of us get to those moments from time to time in our life, don't we? It's like, God, what, you know, I'm just so broken and there's just so much pain. If there is a way, please show me the way. And so what we, what we end up seeing as the movie progresses that we end up seeing that George is really a richer man than he believes. He has so much more that, that life has to offer than riches. But uh, we, we find that as the movie progresses. But today, I want to stop and look at that there. Lord, if there's a way, show me the way. God, if there's really a way, show me the way. And as I'm thinking about it, and we're, we're leading up to Christmas, I was thinking about how does that relate into some of the things I see in the Bible. And I see people in God's Word, they go on a faith journey. Some people in the Bible have a, have a like the light goes off and they, they catch it right away. Other people go on a, on a process, on a journey. So today I want to look at, uh, look, look at a few things from God's Word from Luke chapter 1 is where we're going to head here in just a moment. But I, I want, if you're taking notes, the first thought in your notes is this, is that wonder, the wonderful life comes by faith. You will receive the wonderful life by faith. And it comes by faith in Jesus Christ. And so it, it starts there. And so many people say, listen, I want the wonderful life, but I just don't have faith. I, I just don't know what to believe. I, I just, I, I'm not sure of this. And so we're going to look at Mary's journey of faith this morning and consider uh, how that she walked along and how that she became, okay, a person of faith. The wonderful life comes by faith. John 10.10, this is life, all right? Let's look here. Read it with me. This is our theme verse. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Uh, God comes to us, and He gives us life. I like what C.S. Lewis said. C.S. Lewis said that God cannot give us happiness. He cannot give us peace apart from Himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. There is no such thing as happiness, as peace, as joy apart from, the, from Jesus Christ. So God can't give you peace without giving you Himself. And this is what Jesus said. He says, I have come that they may have life, and that they may have an abundant life, that they may have it to the full, that they may have an excessive amount of life. It's not just life that's eternal now. That's pretty good. But also life that begins now and begins today. So the wonderful life comes by faith. And so we're going to look here at Luke chapter 1, verse 26 this morning. We'll begin to read uh, whenever Mary comes and has this uh, interaction with the angel Gabriel. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city uh, of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. I love how Luke gives you details. If you go back and you read the first few verses of, the, of chapter 1 of Luke, Luke says basically that he has won around and he has gotten an eyewitness account. He's interviewed all the eyewitnesses, and he has given us this account that you can be confident of your faith. Now, I want to encourage you with that because this, you're, we're going to see today about faith because faith is not always the light bulb moment. Some people, it takes a little bit more time. And having come in, verse 28, having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. 
But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner, what kind of greeting was this? Uh, you, you may have heard some people in, in their journey of faith, you may have heard some people say, you know what, I don't understand religious people. People go to church, they just bite and swallow that stuff. They just take it, whatever. That, you know, they don't question, they don't challenge anything. Well, that wasn't the case for Mary. Mary was, uh, was in a, a very troubled here. Look, but when she saw him, verse 29, she was troubled at his saying, all right? But when she saw him, she was troubled at what he said. She, uh, she was not taking a blind faith here. She was not just saying, okay, you know what, this is, this is so wonderful. It says she was troubled and she considered. That word considered is uh, an accounting term. And that accounting term means to add things up. So Mary is, is coming through and she's auditing, if you will. She's auditing the facts and she's adding things up. She's saying, okay, is this really, really true? Does this make sense? Um, you know, she's weighing, she's pondering, and she is troubled. You'd be troubled too if you met an angel, wouldn't you? Like if an angel showed up to today, wouldn't, wouldn't you be a little bit troubled? Would you be like, uh, okay, is this real or not? Um, you know, if I told you that I met an angel, you would, uh, you'd be troubled by me, right? You'd be troubled uh, to, to know what, what, what's going on. Is, is this really real? And this is where she was at. She was asking herself, is this a hallucination? Um, what's going on here? Is this real? Is, am I really talking to an angel? Is this a dream? So Mary shows us here that as part of the journey of faith, there is an involvement of the intellect. There, there is the, there's the knowledge, there's assent, and then there's trust. And many people only think about the trust part of it, but there is, yes, there are facts. And so there are facts to Christianity. We, um, as we consider the virgin birth, we consider Mary and, uh, and the baby Jesus and Joseph and the whole story of Christmas, I want to encourage you, this is not a blind leap of faith. We're not just saying, hey, you know what, we believe this because our forefathers believed it. We believe it because we have the facts. We have, we have the information that, listen, this baby actually was born. You can go back and there's documentation. And we have more documentation for the Bible, for these records of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We have more documentation for God's Word than we do for many other um, literature from long ago. Uh, for example, just go back and look at the, the critical, uh, critical uh, information that you will find, the evidences for Shakespearean literature, and nobody questions Shakespearean literature, but whenever you come to the Bible, I want you to know that we have way more, and it's, it goes back much farther in time, and it's much deeper, and much, much more evidence, so this is not a blind leap of faith. Mary has come along here, and Mary says, listen, I am troubled. She is, she is considering, she's counting this up, and she responds the same way that you and I would if we were seeing an angel. We have been trained by our culture to reject the supernatural. Have you noticed that? Somebody says, oh, that was a miracle, right? And you can say, well, it really wasn't a miracle, right? And so that's what we do. We kind of reject that. I, uh, I told you, if I, if I told you that uh, I saw an angel, you would, you would question my account of it. And, and listen, I think I did see one one time. There was no wings, but this guy was gave me this good word. I mean, it wasn't like anything that was contradictory to God's word. It just was a, a word of encouragement. And then I turned around, and he was gone. 
And, and I was like, wow, this, this is amazing. But you have to come back. You have to remember, look, how would you respond? You have to you go through this process. And so for Mary, she was, uh, she was also taught. I want you to understand that it wasn't like angels didn't appear every day. It wasn't just that we read it in the Bible like all of a sudden there's some common occurrence of angels happening. No, they didn't just show up every day. You know, there wasn't like an angel at every lunchroom. It was, it was like, you know, hey, you know, who's the fifth person? There's an angel there today. No, it was, uh, they were very, it was an abnormal occurrence. And whenever it did happen, you would pay attention and you would question, is this real? Today, we've been trained the same way. I like what Tim Keller says. Tim Keller says this. He says, you and I have been trained by our culture to not believe in the supernatural. A a Jewish woman, Mary, had been trained by her culture to not believe that God could ever become a human being. In that day, the thought of God becoming flesh in the Jewish culture, even though they had the, the scriptures of the Old Testament, they had such a high regard for God. The thought of him being in flesh, just to be walking into your church uh, that would be absurd. Like they couldn't even comprehend it. So, so, so the, uh, <clears throat> Mary had been trained by her culture to not believe that God would ever become a human being. So, though they are different, the barriers that she faced against belief in the Christian message were every bit as big as the barriers that you may be facing. And yet a combination of evidence and experience shattered those barriers. And she came to faith. That is exactly the way it works. She doubted. She questioned. She reasoned. She asked questions, just as we must today if we are going to have faith. And so as we look at this, I want to show you this process here. Because it's kind of, kind of fun because, uh, again, we look at, in the Bible and we see all different responses. Mary doesn't have the, the fast response here. Look at verse 30. Then the angel said to her, Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb. So so first you're meeting with an angel. And now his message. You will behold, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus. You're not even going to get to name your baby. Okay? And and this baby is uh, is going to be from God, and, and God has naming rights, and his name is Jesus. He will be great, verse 32, he'll be great, he'll be called the Son of the Highest, of the Most High God. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will be no end. There will be no end to his kingdom. So, so here is this, this incredible prophecy is coming true that we see with told 700 years earlier that this, that this virgin would give birth to a baby. And, and so here it is. And she's like, she's not thinking in those terms. She's not thinking, well, this is just fulfillment of prophecy. She's thinking, my whole life is shattered. My whole life is, is destroyed. Like, like I, 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 was, I was planning to get married here. And so Mary says this. Look at this. Mary said to the angel, how... Can this be? How shall this be since I do not know a man? Um, let me give you this in your notes this morning. Mary responds gradually. She has a gradual response. Her faith was not the, the, the light bulb, the, the ton of bricks hitting a wall. She is a gradual response. She goes, 
Okay, she's been she's been going through this. I guess I really am talking to an angel. I'm going to have the baby. The Messiah is going to... Okay. How's that going to happen? Just tell me, how does that happen? Because I do not know men. And that's the Bible's way of saying I haven't had sex. Uh, she, she's uh, in a biblical fashion saying, Hey, listen, I haven't had physical relationships with a man. How in the world do you think I'm going to give birth to this baby? What are you going to do? So here Mary responds gradually, and faith happens in stages. And so I want to encourage you today, because our faith, when you have faith, check this out, faith requires a commitment of your whole life. Faith isn't just something like, I have my faith and, and I, I agree to these tenets of the faith. No, no, no. Faith requires your life. It demands a response from your life. So if this stuff is true, there is a response. For Mary, if this is true, she, and she's going to go along with this, there is a big change coming from her. Her whole life is altered. Now, check this out. Mary's 14 to 18, somewhere in there. She's just a young teenage girl. She is engaged to be married, and, uh, and she's not yet married. She hasn't had physical relationship yet. And all her dreams that she had are now shattered. Her total life is altered. For the next 33 years, she would be following her son around. She would be watching him. She would, she would watch him grow. She would watch his miracles. She would watch, watch him go to the cross. She has no clue about what's coming. She has no clue about the cross. Like the, the angel doesn't come and say, Mary would like for you to have this baby. And, you know, one day he'll go to the cross and he's going to save the whole world. She just gets a little bit at a time. And so she responds gradually. And as she goes through, okay, this is really, and then how will this happen? This has got to be crazy. How can this be? She doesn't stop the conversation. She keeps asking questions. And I want to encourage you. Where are you at in your faith this morning? Are you on that process? Are you on that journey? Maybe you've been coming for many years. And it hasn't gotten the response of your life yet. Like, like it's become ahead. You, you have the knowledge. You have the intellect part. You know, there's knowledge, assent, and trust. There's knowledge. Yes, here are the facts. Yes, I agree. I assent to them. And then there's trust. We're like, man, I'm going to take action based upon them. Maybe for you, it's the light hasn't gone off yet, and it hasn't gotten that response of your life. You see, Mary had to make this response of her life. And her whole life would be radically changed because, because she became a follower of Christ, because she gave, gave in to uh, his will for, for her life. Verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest, the power of the Most High, will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Listen, not only is his name Jesus... This is how it's going to work. The Holy Spirit's going to come on you, and He's going to put this baby in your womb. And she's thinking, what? I'm hoping this is a dream. And so she, she's just going along the journey. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. So, so what the angel does is he says, now let me give you another piece of information here. And so the gradual journey of faith, she started, okay, I, I'm, I'm here with you. 
And she starts tracking. And then, then he says, now let me tell you, this is how this is going to work. The Holy Spirit, God's going to place this baby in you. And, and, the, and the, you're going to have the baby. And this is going to be called the Son of God. This is God's child inside of you. And then he gives her another piece of evidence. He says, let me throw you some evidence just so you know that this is real. Your cousin, Elizabeth, your relative, also conceived a son, will conceive a son in her old age. She's six months pregnant. Mary doesn't know that at this point. Uh, if you go back and you read earlier in, in Luke chapter 1, it's, I love reading about it. Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth, they served the Lord faithfully. Zechariah was a faithful servant of God. He was a priest, and, and he would go in, and they would, he would, have, uh, they would draw lots for different seasons that they would come in and get, get the privilege to serve in the, in the temple at Jerusalem. And so as he was on duty, he's on his duty, and he's praying, and, and he's now beyond the age of bearing children. We know in the Old Testament that a priest would, would serve from the ages of 30 to 50. And uh, when you think about that, so he's still serving, so he's, he's probably close to the 50s side of things. And, and he's saying, listen, um, I'm beyond the age of childbearing. And so he, he comes, the angel Gabriel comes before him and says, hey, listen, you're going to have a kid. And, and he goes, yeah, how's that going to happen? And when he does it, God mutes him. Like for the next nine months, he doesn't speak. And I, like, ladies, could you imagine that? Your husband didn't speak for, for a whole nine months. Incredible. Like, 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 there was no, it muted, the, the guy was muted, he didn't talk. And so, so he goes through this journey, and so she said, he says, uh, Gabriel, the same angel here is talking to Mary, says, listen, Elizabeth is going to have a baby. So what happens, he says, for with God, verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Would you read that with me? For with God, nothing will be impossible. Let's say that again. For with God, nothing will be impossible. I want to encourage you. That's a powerful verse. Memorize that verse. With God, nothing will be impossible. Like, like God says, there's nothing more clear. With God, nothing will be impossible. And I want you to understand that with God's timing, with God's plan... With God's will, nothing will be impossible. That verse doesn't mean whatever you desire will happen, whatever you want to happen, and it may be even good that you want to happen. It doesn't mean that that will happen. It says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. You know, as I've been uh, thinking about that in our life right now, the world's upside down, isn't it? It's like we're, we're, we're dealing with our crisis right now. Everything's upside down. This whole world's a little bit nuts right now. But I'm, I want to encourage you to understand that that God's Word is still going out strong. God says with Him, nothing is impossible. Normally, uh, and I'll just share this illustration because it's so passionate of mine, is, you know, normally we, ha- we have our, our Christmas, what we do normal around the church, right? In, in our dessert theater and people bring friends and all. So we, we knew that this wasn't the right timing this year to do that with all this pandemic and, and mask and all this thing. So we said, let's, let's just do something different. And we got a few people and it kind of snowballed and here we are. We, 
We, you know, many of you came up and you gave hours on end putting up lights outside. And, and I'm like, okay, God, what are you going to do? And so there's lights everywhere. I mean, I drove from Tracks Farm coming this way uh, Friday and Saturday night. You could see lights chasing all the way up the hill. It was awesome. I mean, just incredible. And then you just see, you know, people driving around. And, and, and it was just a simple little thing up here. And then they come to the manger. And, and there's the manger. And these kids are singing Silent Night and Happy Birthday, Jesus. And then, then they come over to me and that's my new job this is my new job right here see that they don't let me do anything but sit on that stool nowadays and they said sit there and, and say hi to everybody and people wondered why i didn't have a red jacket on if you know what i'm talking about okay he's always at the end of the parades and that's where they put me right so and i'm talking to people and i'm just having the greatest time of life but i can't tell you how many people come over and they're just sitting there and their tears are streaming down their eyes and i'm like what's going on here what's going on here with God, nothing is impossible. Like, like your little kids, some of your little kids dressed up as donkeys out there and, and cattle and all kind of things. And some of them, I said, what are you today? You know what I mean? I, I, one kid, I said, are you a rat or something? I didn't know what they were dressing up, right? And so, so he come out there and he's dressed up. All these kids are dressed up. You know, God used those kids out there. And, and there's Mary and Joseph and, and, and they got a picture of Jesus. And, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, we didn't preach. We didn't even give a verse. And all of a sudden they caught silent night. And they come around and they're crying. I'm like, God, what did you do? I didn't know this was happening tonight. I'm up here playing ho-ho on a chair. You know what I mean? And I'm having a good time. But, but listen, with God, nothing is impossible. Nothing. You know, our videos have been going out. We're, we're, right now, half our church is online, half our church is in person. And, and I, I want to say to all those that are, are watching online, we love you. We miss you. We can't wait for the day that we can all gather together again. But, but I'll tell you what, the Word of God has not returned void. You know how many people have gotten come to Christ online? Like I think during the just during the first stint of the pandemic, we counted over 40 people that trusted Christ online. With God, nothing will be impossible. Can we thank God for that today? With God, nothing will be impossible. So, so Mary, she responds gradually, and, 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 this, and, and the, the angel says, For with God nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, look at verse 38 here, Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. In other words, she says, Yeah, I believe you. I'll do it. And right there, she has simple acceptance. Her heart, her faith moved from a gradual uh, gradual to uh, from an audit to simply accept. And that's the fill in the blank in your notes there. Simple acceptance. She just simply accepted. Now, it was, it was very simple. Okay. Yeah. And so maybe that's where you're at in your faith journey today. Maybe you're ready to say, okay. Yeah, I, I don't understand this all. Listen, she didn't understand. She got the facts. The Holy Spirit would put this baby in her. But that had never been done before, and it's never been done since. And she said, okay, I'll take a step. And so she takes the step of faith. And I want to encourage you today with what you know about Jesus Christ today. Are you ready to take a step of faith and say yes? Folks, that's where it starts. This isn't where faith ends. This is where it starts by saying yes. You go, you, you examine the facts. And I want to encourage you. You have questions? Examine the facts. I can give you so many of the answers. Um, 
not in one session, but we can sit and talk for hours. I can give you books. Listen, there is more facts about the Bible, more facts about the existence of Jesus Christ, that he is the Messiah that came from God, who, who was, uh, lived the perfect life, born of a virgin, lived the perfect life, uh, was buried, uh, died, was buried, and rose again. And that's why we're here today. Uh, Verse 35 continues on. She doesn't stop the conversation. She asks more questions. She continues on. Simple acceptance. Verse 39. um, I want to give you this. Faith comes from her heart now. At this point, she moves not only from responding gradually to simple acceptance. Now she exercises faith that comes from her heart. And so it, 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 it starts to move, move a little bit deeper in her life. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. So remember the baby would be born? Here's Zechariah and Elizabeth. Yes. All right. So he, she comes out to greet Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped into her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that, my, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She said, why, why, is it, why is this happening to me? What privilege do I, why am I getting this privilege today? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So Elizabeth says, listen, blessed are you. Blessed are you. Thank you. But you, you are blessed Thank you for being with me today. You've encouraged me. And at that moment, Elizabeth gives her confirmation of her faith. And so she moves from a faith to her heart. She now responds. And her response is is, is in her heart. She has a solid response to God. She's ready to move in to to the next phase of faith. And she responds in wonder. Check this out. That's one of the fill in the blanks there. She responds in wonder. On Luke 1, 46, Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. She, she responds and says, Listen, my soul, this is God. He's the Creator. I'm the created. My soul responds in joy. My spirit rejoices. So she, she responds in this wonder like, Wow, God, this is really happening for he has regarded, remember, she didn't say this right after the angel. She says it actually, it could be a, a little bit like a, several months later. She's a, she ends up spending three months with Elizabeth. So there's a, a little bit, period of time in here. And she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced. For he has regarded the lowliest state of his maidservant. He's regarded me. Who am I that he would regard me? For behold, from here on, all generations will call me blessed. For, who, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. She, she looks down the corridor of time, and she now begins as she's praying. She, she makes a connection, goes all the way back to Abraham's promises. Check this out. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. So she's seeing this was not something that was an accident. This was coming from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, 
as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Mary responds in wonder. She responds in full surrender. She willingly surrenders her life. She says, okay, God, I'm here now. And I want you to catch the faith journey. It was gradual. Then she assents to it. She accepts it. Then she says, okay, this is now my heart. Oh, she got confirmation when she heard Elizabeth. Yeah, the angel said that. And she goes, she verifies it. Man, it's like all of a sudden this thing's coming together for her. And so maybe today is the picture coming together for you. Maybe the picture's been, been thwarted because of, uh, because of some of the hard times in life. And I want to remind you this, that problems do not stop the wonderful life. Because we have problems, and that's the last fill in the blank in your notes, because we have problems does not stop the wonderful life. Jesus came to give you life. He didn't come to give you a problem-free life. We will still experience pain, suffering, and loss. Strange things happen in our life when we go through the refining fire. I can't understand that, like how God takes and turns something beautiful. Like when Cody was painting that today, you're sitting there and you're watching, what is going on there? That thing, I can't figure out what's he doing. And he flips it over and it makes sense. You know, that's what God does to your life. God's working, and, and, and you say, why did this happen today? Why am I experiencing this? I'm so much in pain. Let me tell you, you can't see it right now. And all of a sudden, God's going to flip it over, and it's all going to make sense. The problems of our life do not stop the wonderful life. I want to invite you to faith in Jesus Christ today. Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to invite you to, to truly trust him. Like, this is not blind faith, folks. This is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He came to give you eternal life, and He came to give you life that you might have it more abundantly. God desires that you have life, and that you, uh, in the midst of your problems, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the suffering, you see the redemption of God and watch Him give you life. Today, if you're joining us online or you're joining us here in the building, I want to invite you to trust Jesus. If you'll just call on Him this morning and pray, pray and and call on Him and just say something like this, Dear God, I'm on the journey. It's been a little gradual for me, but I'm on the journey today. And I'm ready to trust you that you died on the cross, that you paid for my sin, and that you came back to life again for me. God, I'm saying yes to you today. For others in this place or online, maybe maybe for you, God's calling a response of the heart today. Maybe, maybe all of a sudden you're starting to move to the response of the heart. Maybe, maybe you're responding in wonder like, wow, God, really you did this for me? I want to take you to the cross this morning. I want to take you to that King of kings and that Lord of lords. Father God, I pray that you'll be with each person here, Lord, as we, as we respond to you, to your goodness. Lord, we ask that you will, you'll transform our lives, Lord, as we, we take our eyes off of ourselves and we look at the master, the author, the finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen.
Let's stand today as we sing our closing song. And as we sing it, let's sing it with a sense of wonder, for He is such a good, good God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so Every day.